0: Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson.
1: Ah, uh, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I am your host, Coach Damon Wilson. And this is the only podcast 100% dedicated to lacrosse goalies. 100% dedicated to interviewing the elite in our sport, in our position, to tease out the tactics, the tips, the mindsets, the drills that you can use to improve your own goalie game. This week, we're chatting with Jack Kincannon, Hofstra alum played a little bit in the MLL, and now is a part of the goalie fraternity in the new PLL. Jack has been playing lacrosse since he was in kindergarten, and although he's just 22 years old, he brings tons of years of experience to this position. We discuss a number of great topics in this podcast, including how he got his start in goal, what the Navy style of goalie play is all about, his recruiting experience at Hofstra, how his game changed when he got to college, what he wished he put more time into during high school, his current workout routine, his go-to for training, lax goalies, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jack Kincannon. Before we get started with this week's episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online lacrosse goalie camp. Do any of these lacrosse goalie problems sound familiar to you? I'm a parent of a youth goalie and don't know how to properly train my lacrosse goalie. I'm a beginner with no lacrosse goalie coach, and I don't know what to do. I'm scared of the ball. I struggle with stepping to the ball. I need help being a leader of the defense. I struggle with low shots, bounce shots, off-stick hip shots. I'm an experienced goalie, but I've lost my confidence. I've been there. And I've personally helped hundreds of goalies and coaches and youth parents overcome all of these goalie problems. And now I've taken everything that I've learned and put it in to this online lacrosse goalie camp where I guarantee you will become a better goalie or a better goalie coach. So check it out. It's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoldyratcom slash goal. My next guest on the Lax Goldy Rat podcast, Jack Kincannon. Jack went to Hofstra University, newest member of the PLL. Jack, welcome to the show.
0: Of course, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to uh, you know pick your brain on everything, uh, your story, uh, you know the tactics, tips, mindsets that you use. Uh, just really excited to get into this interview. But maybe we could start at the beginning, uh, what, you know, when did you first jump into goal? What, what was that story?
0: Um, so I started playing lacrosse in kindergarten. Well, it didn't start off as a goalie. Um, you know, I went through that first year playing, you know, bouncing around playing pretty much every position i uh, got to first grade. Uh, I have an older brother, four years older than me and I played lacrosse since, you know, the same age. Uh, always messing around in the backyard, you know, throwing some equipment on me, getting a goalie stick in my hand. So that, that's really where it started in the backyard, having you know my older brother, you know, rip some shots at me. Um, enjoyed it. It's uh, crazy enough as that sounds. Um,
1: and moving forward, that uh, you know, that was my position. That's interesting. So I've, I've heard a couple different stories of people uh, where their older brothers just threw them into goal, or, or even older sisters threw them into goal. Uh, And that sounds like it might have been your case there, huh? Oh, absolutely. I got to give all the (laughs) credit for that one. That's great. And was it one of those things that I guess sort of just kind of came naturally to you? Or or did you sort of struggle at first and there was a, a specific camp or a specific moment where everything just really clicked for you?
0: Um, I would say, you know, certain things did come naturally and other things you definitely have to, you know, work, uh, work at in a goalie position. I, I think, you know, I was lucky enough to, to naturally have quicker hands. Um, and then, you know, as time went on, I tried to, you know, work towards building that foundation around that. Um, cause I feel like, you know, having quick hands isn't something you necessarily learn how to, you know, how to have or achieve. Um, so, you know, having those hands and then, you know, working towards those, I attended a lot of camps. I had, uh you know, a private trainer that I would work with, you know, once a week when I was young, um, that, that was huge. You know, of course, you know, in the goalie position, you know, if you, if you don't have necessarily someone teaching you the right things, you move forward and you get into bad habits and whatnot. So uh, that was huge for me. Um, I did attend uh, Annapolis Navy lacrosse camp every summer for, for a long period of time. Um, so learning the, the Navy uh, goalie style of play, uh, I feel like definitely stuck with me with my, you know, wider stance and aggressive approach to, you know,
1: certain shots. Um, so I definitely, uh, I think that was a huge part of it. Uh, that's interesting. What um, I, I'd never heard about the Navy style of play. I was, I was going to ask you about your particular style of play. A- and when you look at, of course, when you look at photos of you getting set up, you do see that, like you, you set up with a wide base, but could you talk a little bit more about that style of play? Yeah, so uh,
0: it definitely started uh, off at Navy when I would go there and work with the
1: goalie coaches. They had
0: the style of play that they teach is they love that that wide stance, or at least when you know Coach Mead was there. That's when when I was attending the camp. Um, they like to teach that that law that, that wide stance and aggressive a uh, type of play. Um, so once I was taught that that wide stance, and then you know I grew up you know into being you know six two, six three now. Um, I kind of adapted it a little more and tweaked it because, uh, you know, moving forward, when I got to Hofstra, uh, Coach Brazil also, you know, was a fan of it, especially if you have the height, uh, you know, it's good to get that wide stance because you, you know more of a presence in the net and, you know, you take up more of the net. So, you know, why not if you have the long limbs? Um, so definitely, definitely those two played a you know, large part in you know adapting to that,
1: that wide stance. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I, even for me, like I'm not that big, like I'm five, eight, which is, you know, on the shorter side, but I still, I still like the wider stance a little bit. Cause like you said, even though, even though I am like a smaller goalie, I feel like I just, I, I occupy a little bit more of the net. And then especially if you're a bigger goalie on the bigger side, like it just makes all the sense in the world to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's, it's really beneficial if, you know, like you said, if, if you get into that wide stance and, you, you know, you, you work towards, you know, getting that positioning down because you really could use it towards your advantage and, you know, certain, you know, shots depending on where they're coming from on the field.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So then, you know, you're going to those camps and, you know, start to have some success in, in high school. Do you, do you recall what the recruiting process was like for you? Yeah, so I wouldn't say I was
0: necessarily recruited heavy out of high school. Um, you know, definitely talked to a few different schools, you know, visited a few different schools. Um, you know, I liked Colgate, went there, you know, things didn't work out. Uh, and then, you know, Hofstra contacted me. And of course, growing up on Long Island, I um, was always at Hofstra for lacrosse camps, you know, tournaments. I would always go to the games or go, you know, to the Lizards games there. Um, so I was always a huge fan of Hofstra. I had a lot of respect for them. I uh, had a lot of respect for, you know, the... The, the blue collar type uh, feel they had on their team, um, so I went and visited. You know, loved the coaching staff, loved the facilities. It just felt right. Um, so I committed there my junior year,
1: and it's definitely you know one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's great. And we, would you say once you got there, your goalie game? I'm going to say it definitely got better as you know as you got more training and kind of faced the higher level. But would you say it it changed in terms of your style, or was it pretty consistent?
0: Um, I would say, I mean, I would say as a whole, I, I definitely changed a lot of small things, but I definitely kept that wide stance. Um, I'd say one of the biggest things that I had to work on transitioning into the college game was um, in high school. A little too, um, I guess I could say a little too aggressive or a little too on my toes, when you know, facing shots. Uh, sometimes I would, you know, guess a little bit. And once I got to college, Coach Brazler really preached, you know, sitting, waiting, and reacting, and really just putting all your effort and energy into one movement to make the save. Mm-hmm. Um, so my freshman year, we did a lot of work together, uh, a lot of individual sessions. And every time I moved before he took the shot he made me run, um, nice, and like a lot of goalies I don't like running um so that you know I lost that bad habit pretty quick, and I feel like if I had to pick one thing that really you know changed my game for the the better it was it was getting that down and just being consistent, you know sitting, waiting, and just reacting in one you know one movement
1: yeah that's that's a really important point because I think sometimes. As lacrosse goalies were so like amped up and ready to attack the shot that that we just explode without necessarily like exploding in the right direction. Um, exactly, kind of you know I mean? wasted
0: movements, you know.
1: Exactly, and that leads that leads to a lot of double movements, dropping the head and bringing it back up, or you know, stepping right and when you should have stepped left, or you know, all these things. Yep. We don't have the time for that. So nope, we don't especially at a high level of play. Yep. Um, anything, you know, as you got into Hofstra, was there anything that you wish you would have worked more on at, at the high school level? And and maybe it's just that, that, what we just talked about waiting, waiting to see the shot, but I was just curious if there's anything else that comes to mind.
0: Um, one thing that comes to mind when I think of, you know, what I, you know, I wish I put more time into, um, or started earlier, I should say, is not necessarily, you know, something in the goalie position, but generally the, um, working out and conditioning side of things. And, um, maybe even better for goalies would be, uh, footwork. Um, you know, I wasn't a big workout guy before college. Uh, so once I got to, you know, Hofstra, got into the weight room, you know, I really enjoyed it. I put on, you know, 40 pounds in college. Um, and I think, you know, that, that strength and that, you know, that footwork at foot speed that we worked on, you know, with the ladder and agility, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, look at the goalie position and say, you got to be in the best shape. But I think if you are in better shape and, you know, you're conditioned and, you know, you have good strength in the areas that, you, you know, you're going to use it, I think it's really beneficial.
1: Yeah, I 100%, 100% agree. I mean, there's some, some larger, call them out of shape goalies that have success, but there's, there's you know, those guys are very much exceptions to the rule. And I would even argue yep. if they got in shape, they would be way better than they are now. So absolutely, yeah. So you know, I, it, it's a common theme that a lot of kids that have a lot of success early on, and maybe they, they've got you know real great athletic ability and or just very quick hands, and they don't put in that work to get you know in physical shape, um, you know, th- they regret it later on. But but that's a really good point. So if, if you're listening to this go get in shape. <laughs> what, um, what, what is your, speaking of getting in shape, I guess, what is your, your training regimen look like these days? You know, these days, uh,
0: you know, it's definitely a, a challenge. Uh, you know, I work, let's say you know, eight to five every day. Um, so I go home, change quick, shoot over to the gym, I'm usually in the gym for about, you know, two hours <coughs> a day. Hitting everything from, you know, strength training to, uh, you know, conditioning. I'm trying to get it all in, you know, the limited time that I have. Um, So I'll do that, you know, five days a week. Um, You know, I I have a schedule that I follow, a routine. You know, Right now, you know, I'm in the phase of trying to put on some strength, put on some size in the winter.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then moving forward, once it gets close to the season, cutting back a little bit, you know, getting a little lighter on my feet and, you know, kind of transition that into, you know, being a little more, a little more uh, on the, you know, better condition condition side. So.
1: That's good. So so right right now,
0: the, uh, the phase I'm in is, is uh, definitely building some strength. I put on a few pounds and then uh, that's mixed in with the lacrosse a few times a week, seeing some shots, uh, hitting the ladder. And then once it gets a little closer, I'll ease up on the weights and, and focused on more, uh, you know, lacros- la- not necessarily lacrosse-oriented workouts, but more uh, focused on, say, let's say, hand speed and footwork.
1: Yeah. What What do you do for, for hand speed? Like, what, any particular drills come to mind? Or... I'm, a, I'm a big fan of juggling. Um, I like that. There's a few, you know,
0: different, you know, just lacrosse ball, uh, different things that I do that, you know, I got from goalie smith guys over there. The yeah. have some good some good juggling stuff that they do. I like uh, those drills that they do with their uh, goalies. So I would say just things like that. If you want
1: to pop over that page, they have some good stuff that they post. Yeah, absolutely. And um, did you play with Andrew, by the way, or you, did you guys overlap? Uh, no, we didn't overlap. He was before okay. me. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I had those guys on episode five. Just awesome, awesome lacrosse goalie uh, minds. Oh, so great to Yeah. <laughs> Um, any other um, like I don't know lacrosse goalie idols or people that that you really learned from um, you know and and stole elements of their game? A- anybody like that come to mind for you? I mean, uh, I always liked Adams
0: style of play. Um, you know, grew up watching him even in college. You know, shoot back from a, an away game, hop out to the field when the Lizards were playing, just to, you know, watch him a little bit. Uh, he's a He's a bigger guy, similar size to me, um so I like his style of play. I would definitely say, yeah, definitely drew Adams if uh, I had to pick somebody that I followed the most,
1: yeah, that's good, yeah, I gotta get drew on the show yeah he he's a great goal he's also a bigger bigger guy like you, so it's always it's always nice to pick a goalie that sort of represents your style and uh you know and learn from them,
0: yep, definitely,
1: yeah. That's great. Uh, was there a time in your career when you were the backup goalie? And you know, how did you, how'd you handle that situation, continuing to improve you know, while not getting, not getting the starts? Yeah, so um, go back to my junior year of high school at
0: St. Anthony's. Um, I split time with another goalie. He uh, was a senior. Um, so that, yeah, that was the first time really in my career where uh, I didn't play a full game. Um, So I would say uh, the toughest thing for me was, you know, some games start in the second half, not the first half. Um, You know, but the way I looked at it was I thought the, you know, for all the goalies out there that may be splitting or, you know, going in that second half, I looked at it as, you know, the second half is definitely, you know, or or could be in some, you know, some games the most important half. Um, So I didn't treat it as, you know, I'm going in the second half. I treated it as, you know, I got to go in and I got to close this game out because if I don't and I don't make the, you know, I don't make the save that I need to, and I, there's a few more that I, that I need to save but shouldn't save, and this game isn't going to end, you know, how we want it. Um, so I kind of just had the, you know, best uh, approach to that as I possibly could, you know, stayed positive and uh, had a lot of success in those second half and, you know, it led to a lot of wins. Um, so it was, it was good stuff.
1: That is good. Yeah, um, a couple of people have written me about that because it seems to be a common situation, just in terms of splitting halves or splitting time. Um, so, just more more tactical tips on that. I, I really love that that piece of advice you gave about you know getting in the right mental mindset, right? And for first, it starts with understanding the importance of closing out that game. Um, what, what else? How, how else did you did mm-hmm. you prepare to go to play only the half like did you do a normal warm-up or like a halftime warm-up or how did did that look like yeah so it's definitely a challenge of
0: you know sitting that whole first half on the sideline um I would say that one of the biggest things is mentally staying locked in Mm -hmm. Um, you got to sit there and watch the game but mentally you know you got to be thinking about you know what's next for you you know you're going in you got to stay sharp you got to have a great warm-up at half before you go in and you also have to stay loose, too, as, as tough it is, you know, as it is sometimes. Um, you got to stay loose on the sidelines. So I was always moving around, you know, staying loose, staying, you know, doing stretches, whatever it was. Not just standing there watching the game. So whatever it is that, you know, helps you stay loose, that's what you have to do, you know, while you're waiting to go in. You can't just be standing there watching the game. You got to stay sharp mentally, be prepared to go in. And also physically, you got to stay loose because you can't just go in that half
1: cold and, you know, think you're going to play well. Yeah, that's a really good point. So maybe during timeouts, you're kind of sprinting over to the starting goalie, or just just any way you can, just keeping those legs loose. Um, exactly. Great point. Cool. What about a time you went through uh, through a slump? Did that ever happen, and how how did you work your way out of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think um, a lot of college. <laughs>
0: days, um, it's a long. It's a long year. You know, you got you know preseason. There's a lot of time. You know between the time you get to school and, you know, start practicing and then until the season starts. Um, So there's a lot of ups and downs, you know, I don't know really a goalie that can say, you know, they they stayed consistent throughout the year and didn't have some bad days or a bad week. Um, So, you know, when you go through those bad weeks, you just got to remember, you know, you're a goalie. You're not going to, you know, have a great day every day. Um, You got to stay positive and just, you know, keep your eyes on the prize and, you know, realize what you're working towards and, don't
1: get complacent and just keep working hard every day. Yeah. That's why I love asking that question because even, you know, the, the top goalies in our game have all gone through slumps. I mean, the, the lacrosse goalie position, it's one of repetition and, and of confidence too, like confidence affects it so much. And so you give up a few goals and your confidence slips. And then all of a sudden you're not the goalie that you once were, you know? So it's like, how do I get back to that, to that spot? And most of the top goalies can, you know, that's what makes them elite is that they can, you know, recover their confidence and, and, and get back to basics and and do the drills that got them to where they are in the first place. Um, So I I Mm -hmm. think that's, that's a really, it's a really interesting insight to hear from, from, from the pros on that one. Are you are you a big pregame ritual guy?
0: Um, I would say, yeah, I definitely do, you know, pretty much the same thing before every game. I got a few, you know, weird things that I do. Um, I tell you, like, uh, I'm a big pre-workout guy before I happen uh, for a game. I like getting those jitters, um, you know, nice and loose, getting you moving. Um, so that's definitely one thing I like to do before a game um, that gets me amped up. There's a few other things I like to do. like Like I said, the juggling. Um, I like to lock in my odds. I think it helps and when I'm in the locker room. You'll see me with uh, my music in, uh, tossing the balls around, just really trying to get that hand-eye going.
1: That's good. Yeah, what, so pre-workout, you mean you're just doing some kind of exercises, get the body loose, get those nerves out?
0: No, no, not that. I'm saying I like the, the pre-workout, like a supplement,
1: like either a C4 or something. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, once you're, once you're in game and, you know, let's say I'm sure you've had a situation where you start off and you give up three or four goals, no saves, or there's, there's a, you know, start of the period, same situation. Once you're in game and you're having a rough game, what, um, are there any adjustments that you make or things that you say to yourself or how, how do you handle that situation?
0: Um, I mean, yeah, definitely a good point. Definitely had, you know, I mean, I speak for, I guess, all the goals here. We've had those games. Um, Personally, uh, when it comes down to, you know, I let in a few goals. just not, uh, you know, not going how I want it to. I like to just take a deep breath, whether it's at a timeout or, you know, after a goal that I let in, I usually, you know, kneel down a little bit, take a deep breath, you know, tell myself, you know, next save, you know, that's that. So usually I just, you know tell myself take a deep breath you got to make this next save and and usually that works for me and you know, once i take a deep breath and i calm down and, and i realize you know as long as i make this next save then i can change the momentum of this game and and that's really you know worked for me and you know i can in my college career many times where the, you know started off the game two goals no save then i make that you know first save and it's a 13 save game or a 14 save game so it's huge to just tell yourself take a deep breath,
1: relax, make that next save, and you could just change the game. Yeah, that's an awesome point. It's awesome point. And physically saying to yourself, next save, next save, or some, you know, positive verbal reinforcement really helps, I've found. Yep, it's huge. Yeah. Um, sticking with that topic of of being mentally tough, you know, are there any other, I guess, mental exercises that you do or or anything else that um, you know, how you train yourself to be, to be mentally tough?
0: I mean, I think through the years, you know, all the goalies preach, you know, part of the position is being strong mentally. Um, so I think that's something that I was taught you know, early on and it kind of, you know, grew as a, as a, as my career went on. Um, so yeah, I definitely say that's something, if you're a goalie, you want to start right away, you know, teaching yourself how to be mentally strong, because if that's not something that, you know, you get in your head and, and you don't constantly improve on, as you know, you take steps towards, you know, the next level of across from middle school to high, to high school to college, um, you know, your game's not going to improve. Because that, that has to improve just as, you know, your skill level has to improve and, you know, your, your positioning and everything else with the position, the mental side of it goes hand in hand with the actual across skill. Um, so I would just say, you know, start on early off,
1: you know, you know, getting that in your head and, you know, just keep, keep on improving. Yeah. That's a great point. It's like, if you want to be mentally tough, then, then work on it, you know, like in, in the exactly. same, in the same way that you, um, work on, you know, if I, if I want to improve my off stick hip shots, work on those shots. Um, so, exactly. so yeah. So I, I think that's a really, really good point. Um, when you, join a new team. So when you're a freshman at Hofstra, when you join the MLL for the launch, you just join the PLL. So you're going to be playing with a new, a new set of guys. What is your approach to leadership? Because, um, you know, a, a lot of young goalies, maybe freshmen or sophomores, young kids, the goalie needs to be a leader, right? It's, it's a position of leadership and yet you don't have that authority if you're young. So what is your approach to, to leading the team?
0: Yeah, so it's definitely a challenge uh, as a young goalie entering, you know, any professional league, uh, no matter what it is, um, because, you know, you're going to you're going to be on a team, you know, who's going to have those older captains, who, of course, deserve that title. They've earned it and they're going to be the leaders of the team. But then, you know, you look at it and say, well, I got to lead this defense and I also have to be a leader on the team. You know, despite what the situation is, I'm going to be out there on the goalie, just like you're the quarterback. So you got to lead. So I think there's, you know, you got to find a happy medium um, between, you know, what your captains do as a leader and then what the goalie does as a leader. Cause I think it's different um, as a goalie, you know, you know if, you, if you're a captain or if you're a rookie, you gotta, you gotta lead your defense. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, any captain or leader is going to understand and they're never going to, you know, get mad at you for that. Um, so I think that's something to, to understand. Um, you know, not to, you know, think you're going to step on everyone's feet, but, you know, know your, you know, your role and know how to be a good leader to your defense and, you know, follow the lead of your captains as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, even, even though you're not like you're expe- as a goal, you're expected to be a leader of the defense. So even if you have a captain, uh, in whose offense or a midi, you know, they expect you to lead the defense. So, you know, live up to that. Um, exactly. What about like communication? How, how do you, what are some tips you have for, for a goalie communicating with his defense? Um,
0: I think it's just, you know, there's, there's a few, you know, core components of, you know, being a, you know, a good communicator. Uh, obviously it starts with uh, talking, uh, you know, being loud and clear, um, letting your defense know uh, what you expect of them um, is huge. It really, just uh, it just comes back for me is just is just being loud out there, directing your your defense, um, being clear. You know, if they hear you, they're gonna do what you say. Um, so it, it starts off definitely. You know, in my mind, is just just being loud out there. You know, making sure they could hear you, and, and just you know telling them what you need them to do, and they're gonna follow.
1: Yeah. When you say knowing or letting them know what you expect of them, is that like Getting them comfortable with with the types of shots you're seeing, or or is it something else? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that's important. Um, you know, any defense is good to you know kind of design. I would, I guess you could say that the defense around the goalie. I know that you know at Hofstra we definitely altered things. You know, depending on what I would like to see. Um, so that's one thing. Just yeah, like if you like, you know your shots from a certain area, then, you know, you talk to your defense and they'll be able to push them there, you know, try to get them in a spot where you're, you're more comfortable. So it's definitely something to talk about your defense,
1: you know, that way they know and they're going to do their best, you know, put them in spots that you like better. Yeah. That's a great point. And the other thing I talk about too, with, with kids and and coaches is, you know, just developing a common vocabulary. Um, It's, you know, it's surprising maybe when you get to the pro levels, like it, you know, everyone knows all the words, but it's it's surprising how many different times people are yelling different things to mean the same exact thing. So let's get a common set of vocabulary and have everyone learn that. And I find that really helps with communication. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. How about some, some common mistakes you see lacrosse goalies or lacrosse goalie coaches making these days?
0: Common mistakes
1: um i would
0: say one of the you know toughest and one of the, i guess it's a pretty common one is is uh i've seen some goal uh some goalies some coaches blame the uh the goalies uh, for certain things I feel like you know as a goalie it's tough to you know get something blamed on you because that, that totally messes with your head and you know it's, it it kind of can totally change the you know level that you're playing at in a <laughs> specific game. Yeah. So I would say if you're if you're a coach, you know, I know sometimes it's hard, but you know, try your best to to be uh, as positive as you can with the goalies. Um, you know, it definitely will be benef- beneficial rather than you know being negative and you know saying you, you should have had that one or or you know instead of saying that, just say next one. You know, be, be positive, and I think uh, it'll be
1: you know a lot more beneficial than, than
0: uh,
1: you know yelling at them and telling them you should have had that one. Totally. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes the ball is literally still in the back of the net and there's so much stuff going through a lacrosse goalie's head at that particular time. And, you know, coaches are trying to coach them. Um, and that's not the, you know, that's not the time. And even, you know, even if they restrain themselves, maybe with like vocally, sometimes their body language says the same, the same thing. So you've got to, as a coach, you've got to check that as well. You know, like if the ball goes in and you throw up your throw up your hands or palms up, what have you, you know goalies see that yeah. and like like you said we're we're head cases you know you, you always need to be pumping the goalie up uh mentally and not not bringing him down i I totally agree with that one yeah that, yeah that's definitely something I've seen you know
0: coaching you know traveling around it's it's definitely something that's uh you know prevalent across tournaments
1: all over the place yeah cool any um any specific books or other other Coaches from outside of the lacrosse realm that that come to mind as things that you've used to sort of help help your game. I mean, uh,
0: you know, I already mentioned you know the Navy lacrosse camp, Coach Browsland Hofro is you know a huge part of my you know success in college. I got a lot of credit to him. Um, besides that, you know, I, I love what uh, Goalie Smith is doing. They're doing a great job. I think they're teaching a lot of the good you know the, the good stuff. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great, uh, great opportunity if you're a goalie and they're coming to you know somewhere near you. Uh, I've worked there, you know, there, there, uh clinics before, and I think it's a, uh, it's a good opportunity to get after it. Um, besides that, like I said, I think um, for all you goalies out there, I think it's good to work with a uh, a private goalie trainer if, if you know if that's an option for you. I think you know if you don't have a goalie coach on staff for your for your school or wherever you're playing um i think you get a lot of bad habits and you need to have someone working with you you know each week or every other week to to point those bad habits out and make sure you're fixing them because you know i said i hear it a lot you know these goalies they don't have you know the proper coaching and they fall into these bad habits so it's good to work with someone that can see these things and you know fix them before they come even worse
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, just having a goalie coach uh, has, I mean, is such a is such a beneficial tip because you know even even if you feel like you know what you're doing, they've got a third party you know outside outside perspective that they can offer to you that you might not might not realize you're making a certain mistake or you, know, you have a certain hitch in in your save movement or or what have you. So yeah, that's great advice. Yep, cool. Um, a couple more questions here. So what what would you say is your 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 favorite thing about being a lacrosse goalie? Um, I think my favorite thing is that
0: you really do have the power um, to shift a game, and you know, you it's tough <laughs> to explain it. Um, trying to figure out how to word it here, you have the power, just like you know, a quarterback has to really just take over games. And control it and take it in whatever direction that you want to. Um, and I say that as in, you know, if you're having a day, there's absolutely no way that you're going to lose that game. Um, so I think having that power and you know that responsibility is is a great feeling, uh, especially after you know you absolutely have an amazing game lights out, and you know that that last whistle blows, and you know that you are a huge factor in that win. Um, I think that, you know, there's no other position where, you know, maybe besides the face-off, which, you know, we can compare a little bit that, you know, you get that feeling
1: and that, that power and responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. A lot of goalies I talked to point to, um, you know, that idol question or the kind of hero question, they point to Tillman Johnson's, uh, university of Virginia, you know, NCAA performance where he just took over. You know, where yep. you where <clears throat> and goalies can do that. You get on for a weekend and you just you're seeing everything and you can just control that game. <clears throat> and like you said, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. no better feeling. Yeah, awesome. Um what's your current stick setup these days? So
0: right now I'm I'm rocking uh my stick right in front of me actually. I'm rocking the Warrior Burn Pro Shaft yep. with the original STX Eclipse. I'm a fan of the old one. Um, I'm going to have to make the switch to the new one soon. Um, but And then I got some String King mesh. I'm
1: running with uh, two Vs and a nylon across the top. Nice. Um, why why do you prefer the, the, the OG Eclipse? I would say solely based off the the throat of the head
0: um i like how it fits in my hand uh rather you know i mean the new one's nice but i'm so used to this i've been playing with the that sticks eclipse um since i can remember so i guess yeah. that's really why i'm just so used to it right I mean, i'm not a uh, i'm not someone who likes getting you know new equipment and switching it up i mean i wear the same pair of gloves all four years of college um so once i got to the mll and i had to break in some new equipment i was freaking out uh, <laughs> So I could stick with the stick, but I had to change the equipment. So that's what I'm rocking right now. I can see myself switching to the new one soon, though.
1: Yeah. Do you, in your setup, do you, is your top hand gripping the throat, gripping the plastic?
0: Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I tape off the throat uh, at the bottom,
1: and I get my hand as high as I can. I feel like I have better control the higher it is. Interesting. Yeah. And you just have, like, an attack attack size shaft on there from pictures, right? Yeah.
0: I use a, I use a regular size shaft. Uh, you know, for me, um, I feel like I could just, you know, move a little quicker than with the goalie shaft Could get underneath a little quicker. Um, so that's just my preference.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's my preference as well. I, I preferred the light, <clears throat> the lightness of the attack shaft and there's just the nimbleness, you know, I felt like I, I could dodge better and then throwing outlets was never a problem. So yeah, I, I prefer the attack size shaft as well. Definitely, cool. Uh, and so now you're making the move to the PLL. I just want to say congrats on that. It seems like seems like an awesome opportunity. I, I guess you probably don't know much about it um, just yet, but but we'll be we'll be following you, and I can't wait to see you. I uh, can't wait to see you play in that league.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm you know looking forward to it. It's going to be an unbelievable opportunity and a, a great move for the, uh, the sport of lacrosse as a whole.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's really pumped up about it. It's, um, I mean for me, especially, I can't wait to see what they do on like from the TV element. Um, you know, it'll, it'll just give me as, as a, as a lacrosse goalie coach, so much more awesome material to break down, like how these great goalies are doing what they're doing. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just super excited and can't wait for it to come out. Oh yeah, definitely
0: a lot to look forward to
1: um, specifically in the goalie position, a lot of good things to come. Awesome. Awesome. Jack, where can people, if they want to learn a little bit more about you, where, where should they go? Um, I mean, you
0: know, I'm always available. You could hit me up on Instagram. Uh, I think it's underscore Jake and Cannon underscore. Just look up Jake and Cannon. It should pop up. Um, you know, always open to answer any questions. You could you could hit me up uh, on you, you know hit me up in the DMs. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the best way to contact me. Um, and then we can go from there if you you know if you have any questions or any advice. Um, definitely always open.
1: Cool, Jack. Do you want to leave the the young goalies out there with one last piece of uh, of advice before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For all you
0: goalies out there, uh, no matter where you're at, uh, you know, in your game or whatever level you're playing at, um, stick with it. Uh, It's a great position. Um, Offer you a lot of great opportunities. Um, And, you know, I look forward to, to many more years
1: in this position. Awesome. Jack, thank you so much. That was great. Awesome. Thank you for having me. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with the newest member of the PLL. That's Jack Kincannon. Tons of years of experience in the position. And it just goes to show, you know, why these guys make it to the elite level. The mindset that they have and even the things that they're thinking about. Constantly trying to get better, improving their body, improving their game. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That's it for this week. Lacrosse season is right around the corner. Get out there. Get some work in. Be well. I'm Coach Damon Wilson.
0: You've been listening to the Lacks Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.